Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. And now, a special edition of the Toddcast Podcast. Hello? Grant Fuhrer. That's me. How are you, sir? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good, man. Thank you so much for taking some time here with the Toddcast in Vancouver, Canada. No problem. How's the circle for you guys regarding uh, COVID-19? Everybody uh, safe, healthy, nobody going stir-crazy just yet? Uh, not quite. I mean, they open golf courses down here, so life's reasonable. Right. As long but as you can go, you can do. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. That's about all you can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Let's go back to the beginning, uh, Grant. For for our time together, what's your first hockey memory? Jeez. Well, uh, first memory is probably playing outdoors as a kid. Yeah. That's probably my first memories. Getting to play, oh, I was probably four or five, and getting to play outdoor rinks. So, how old were you when you realized, like, hey, maybe I could go all the way with this? Oh, probably about four years into pro. <laughs> I mean, right. Everybody dreams of it, but you never think you could actually do it. So I mean, I'm lucky enough to play junior and had fun with that, and I played because I liked the game. Mm-hmm. Actually, I love the game. That was the biggest thing. It wasn't a matter of whether I was going to be able to play pro or not. It's because I loved and enjoyed being at the rink every day. And was it always goaltender for you? Was there other positions where you're like, yeah, you know, I, I don't mind. I don't mind left. I don't mind center. Oh hell no, goalie from day oh, one. Always goalie. Yeah. I mean, we took a shining the equipment when I was about four, and I, to this day, would still, if I could play, I'd play goal. And was that a hard decision for you to retire? No, the body was done. Was done. I mean, mind-wise, I probably could have squeezed another four or five years out, but body-wise, I was lucky if I could squeeze an extra four or five days out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Over the career, you won five Stanley Cups. Did the feeling ever change year to year? Tell us about the f- the first time winning the Stanley Cup. You know what? Each time you win the Stanley Cup, it's kind of the same feeling. Yeah. Because it's different, a different group of guys, and you go through different trials and tribulations over the course of a season. So every time you win, it's different. But it's always a great feeling at the end. Is it true that winning the Stanley Cup is the hardest trophy to win in sports? I probably agree with that. The playoffs last for a long time, and it's kind of a battle of attrition. Mm-hmm. So... Hey, winning one is hard. Winning the second one's harder. And did anyone feel better than the other? No, they all feel good. Yeah. There's no question. They're all good. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Eh? No doubt. Being that you were a, a six-time All-Star before the coronavirus pretty much shut the world down, which teams and which players were you liking to go all the way? I liked Edmonton as a sleeper. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think if they'd scrape into the playoffs, they could do some damage because they there's a lot of talent there, and there's, there was a lot of grit that they could play with also. I mean, who else was good? Uh, let's see. Calgary had a good chance. They were playing well. And a lot of times, there's going to be somebody out of the West this year. Mm-hmm. How, how do you feel about them thinking about maybe perhaps wrapping things up with a quick little playoff round? Do you think that they should do that or just hold off for the next year? Uh, you know what? Like, mixed emotions over it. I would love to see it, but at the same time, you got to make sure it's right. And the fact that you jump into a playoff and they talk in 24 teams now, there's nothing quick about that. Mm-hmm. So 
I mean, it's, would I love to see live hockey, and especially playoff hockey? From a selfish point of view, it'd be great. Mm-hmm. But from from a practical point of view, it, there's mixed emotions over that. Yeah. Yeah, I feel the same way. I mean, obviously, I'd love to have hockey back, but... It, it'll make for a long summer with no hockey. <laughs> yes, it will be a long, quiet summer. No kidding. A good buddy of mine said that to me the other day. So you played for six NHL teams, but clearly playing for the Oilers had to be the best years. Uh, you know what? They were all good years, but being from just outside Edmonton, yeah. anytime you can play at home in front of your friends and family is obviously special. So I'm kind of partial to Edmonton. Yeah. And, and what was that like looking out? You're seeing Gretzky, there's Curry, there's Anderson, there's Messier. Like, wow. Hey, I get the best seat in the house for it. So <laughs> I, mean, I think that's the fun part is I get to see it every day. I get to see it at practice. So I knew what other goalies were facing. Yeah. Easily the best seat in the house to enjoy the show. Yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool. You know, the, um, when I mentioned that you were going to be a guest of the podcast, of course, there's tons of comments and questions and stuff for you. I want to get to some of those. Uh, Eric actually kind of ties into what we're, we're talking about right now. He goes, as a, li- as a lifelong Canucks fan since Harold Snaps, I was, <laughs> I was cursing the name Grant Fuhrer many times before, the, 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 more times than I can count. Uh, he was, however, a terrific goalie, especially in the 80s with the Oilers team that didn't play defense. No, it wasn't our style. I mean, we played a f- all offense. Yeah. Some, that, the theory we had was the best offense is a good defense. The best defense is a good offense. So if we had control of the puck and we were in the other team's end, that makes for a good defense. Right. Well, they can't score on you that way. No, I mean, we're going to give up some chances doing it that way, but at the same time, we're going to score a lot of goals that way. Yeah, yeah. Grant, talk to us about uh, your jersey, number 31, retiring to the rafters in 2003, was that three? Moments like that, that must be hard fighting back the tears. Uh, you know what? It's exciting, it's fun, and you're in dire panic. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of the limelight, so that was, it was an emotional time, but it was a fun time. And I think it's something that you never, ever dream of. I mean, yeah, you dream as a kid of winning Stanley Cups, but you never, ever dream of having your number retired. No. I mean, it's amazing. It's kind of prepping for this, uh, for this talk. Uh, was it hockey news put you as like one of the, one of the hundred best players of all time? Yeah. A lot of good company there. Dude. So it's, it, you know, it's, it's a nice appreciation of what you accomplished to be put in the same company as those guys. Sure. And of course you're in the hockey hall of fame as well. It, not a, a nice individual accolade for being lucky enough to play on good teams. <laughs> and it, it shows you're kind of, you're a part of good teams. And, and what still stands out from the day you're, you're inducted to the, to the Hall of Fame? Uh, probably that you actually have to stand there and make a speech. I'm not <laughs> one for speeches, so <laughs> that was the hard part because you're standing there and you don't want to forget anybody. Right. There's so many people that help you along the way that you just want to make sure you don't forget anyone. And how many times, you, is it Lisa, is your, is your wife? How many times did you, did you run that by her? Actually, we were married at that time, so okay. I ran it by my kids once or twice, and I was going to write a speech, and then I decided to just wing it. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I do better winging it than I do writing things down, so that's why the mad panic of trying not to forget anybody. <laughs> right. Well, always go by the heart. It's the best way to go. You never go wrong that way. 
Danielle wrote something. It's not a question. It's more just of a, of a comment. And I, I found it pretty cool. She goes, uh, as a former goalie, I was always a fan of his crazy antics, especially his great rookie season among other seasons as well. Uh, but got the pleasure of walking by him on the way to the dressing room after playing in net on Rogers arena's ice earlier on in the day before the Canucks played against him. And he was so cool. And he gave me the head nod from one goalie to another. As I walked by, what is it about goalies? I've always liked goalies from the time I was a little kid. Yeah. I mean, I still think it's the coolest position. Hands down. I mean, I am without blowing smoke, Grant, I literally used to draw you elementary school. You, Brodeur, Pele, you know, like it was the, that's the position. Goalie. It's the well, you best. Know, you know what the fun part about it is? You make a difference in every game, whether it's good or bad. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter what game it is, you get to make a difference. Yeah, pretty cool. Before we get into some just kind of random questions from uh, from your fans, uh, one last hockey uh, question for you. Connor wants to know, he goes, holy, oh man, tell us about your ice rivalries. Um, obviously, we had good rivalries in Edmonton, especially with our division. I mean, we had some good teams in our division. Our biggest rivalry is probably the Flames. Yeah. I mean, the Battle of Alberta was, one, it was good hockey. Two, it was physical hockey. And... It's not so much that it was hatred as much as it was respect. I think that's the biggest thing. Is you may hate who you're playing against, but it's because you respect them. Right. You know you're going in and having a battle because they're an awesome team. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's funny. You look at some of the teams in our division. At one time in our division, three of the best teams in the league were in our division. Mm-hmm. You had Calgary, us, and Winnipeg. And then Vancouver and L.A. were both starting to get better. You want to get outside of hockey for a little bit here? Whatever works. Okay. Of course, we've got a bunch of time on our hands right now. Which TV shows are you currently binge-watching? What have I been watching a lot? NCIS, NCIS New Orleans, NCIS Los Angeles. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Last night I watched, caught up on a bunch of old horror movies. So, TV's starting to get boring. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm ready for normal. I wonder if there's going to be a normal. It'll be a new normal. It's going to be a new one, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm looking forward to some live sports. Yeah. And I've resorted to bull riding because it's live. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? What was the music like in the Fuhrer House as a kid growing up? What are the bands your parents are playing? Um, they didn't play a whole lot of music. Oh, really? No. Hmm. In our household, we spent most of our time outside playing as kids. Yeah. It wasn't so much sitting around the house listening. We were out either playing baseball in the street, playing hockey in the street. So... Basically, you get up in the morning, you went to school, as soon as you got home from school, all the kids gathered, and mm-hmm. the games were on until the parents yelled at you to come in. That's right, yeah. As soon as the first light comes on, the, the street light comes on, get home. Be well, with, be we, with and show we may have extended it a little past that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was, uh, what was your first concert? Uh, first concert I saw was Rush. Wow. How old were so you for that? Oh, I'd have been early teens. Okay. They they actually opened for Trooper. Wow! Holy so that's how long that's ago that like, was. Yeah, because of course they eclipsed Trooper by a little bit. Yeah, the old Kinsman Fieldhouse in Edmonton. Oh yeah, cool. So, so how many how many people have that been? Well, probably held twenty five hundred people. Relatively small. Oh yeah, for for Rush anyway. Yeah, wow. Grant the uh, the U.S. government recently released uh, some tapes of UFOs, uh, and it seems to gone virtually under the radar, uh, pun intended, I guess. 
uh, do you believe that aliens have visited Earth? You know what? I've never really thought about it. It's not something I've thought of or worried about. Yeah. No, fair enough. It's an oddball question. Are you <laughs> are you a fan of, of, of all the superhero movies that are being made, like Avengers and X-Men and Wonder Woman well, and all that? Oh, I'll watch them. Yeah. I think the last one I watched was Deadpool, so. Yeah, great show. Filmed here in Vancouver, <laughs> or at least part of it was filmed here in Vancouver. Part of it was. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds, of course, uh, uh, from here. Yep. Uh, if you could have one superpower, which power would you want to have? Um... That's a good question. Actually, a vision wouldn't hurt. Yes. There's so many good ones, though. I know. Yeah. What's your take on legalized marijuana? Uh, you know what? The CBD side of it, I really like. Yeah. And from some of the studies that I've read and such with people with concussions and stuff, mm. the THC side of it's having some good benefits for them. So I, I don't have a problem with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the CBD oils are being used by like UFC fighters and Bellator fighters. You know, once oh, they've, everybody. They've, yeah, like they battled and they basically had their body just totally torn apart and then they use that to recoup quicker. Oh, you'd rather take CBD than Advil, Aleve, any of those or, things. Or whatever, yeah. yeah. So, so much easier on your body. Yeah, totally. Grant, thanks again, man, for doing this. I, I, I do want to respect your time, so I'll ask a couple more questions and uh, then we'll sure. wrap it up. Have you ever no had a near-death experience? And not necessarily where you're, you know, over your bed and you're floating to a light more like, holy crap, I could have died there. Um, not that I, not that I would consider that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've done some stupid things over the years, but nothing to the <laughs> point where it's been near death. Yeah. Yeah. Funny, you know, uh, over these, uh, I've done the podcast for six years. Um, and I almost, almost every guest I ask, uh, probably 500 people. And, and I would say 80, 85%, they're like right away. Oh yeah, dude. Like here's a story. And it's, they're just insane. Like how people survive some of these stories is incredible. Yeah, I've lived life to its limits, yeah. but We've never quite tiptoed over the gray line yet. Yeah. Well, knock wood. <laughs> knock wood. <laughs> All right. I'll ask you the toughest one, Grant, or at least I think it could be. What's your career highlight? Can you nail it down to one thing or is that, is that impossible? That's probably impossible. I mean, I think the biggest highlights just playing your first NHL game. I mean, I was lucky enough to do it in front of friends and family at home at Edmonton. So that would probably go down as one of my biggest highlights. Mm -hmm. Can you remember, still remember the game and how you were feeling? It's probably one of the few times I was nervous. <laughs> no doubt. I norm normally I'm pretty calm when I'm playing, but that's the one time I actually felt nervous. Yeah. Now, how old were you when you got into the NHL? Uh, I turned 18. 18? That wow. year. Just a kid. Yeah. Just a kid. Right out. Oh, yeah. Well, I was out to Victoria at 16, so turned pro at 18. Wow. That's amazing. Well, thank you, man, for, for taking some, uh, some quick time here and, uh, and, and joining us in, in Vancouver um, to find you online. Very easy to find. You're, you're simply your first and last name on social media, Grant Fuhr. Thanks again for doing this, man. I, I appreciate it, and uh, I guess we'll see you online. Sounds good. It was my pleasure. The Toddcast Podcast on ToddHancock.ca. Hi, my name is Jenny Owen-Youngs. And I am Kristen Russo. And together, we run Buffering, a rewatch adventure. 
a family of podcasts moving through our favorite 90s genre television. If you're a fan of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, well, great news for you. Our very first podcast adventure took us through all seven seasons of the series. We covered it spoiler-free, episode by episode. For those of you who want to start the show for the first time, you can find that podcast pretty easily. It's called Buffering the Vampire Slayer. Inside that podcast, you'll also find an original song that pairs with each glorious episode of Buffy and original character jingles for so many of our Buffy favorites. Buffering has been praised in places like Time, Esquire, Paste Magazine, and the New York Times, and we've chatted with dozens of cast members, writers, directors, and fans along the way. Come hang out and rewatch some of your favorite television with us and a wonderful community of listeners. Learn more at BufferingCast.com or find us on socials at BufferingCast.